Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. So on the podcast today, we have Christy Cross of Christy Cross Photography. She is an amazing, amazing, amazing brand and product photographer who specializes in skincare, health and wellness photography and other niches as well. And along with being a photographer for 16 years, she's also created a camera phone workshop And she's also the founder of CC Presets, which are photography presets that you can purchase. She has two boys. She's a wife, and she has taught basic photography classes at a local community college every semester since 2016. So she's basically a unicorn. And I've had the privilege of meeting her at the ultimate product party event that I went to last month. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably haven't listened to any of my recent podcast episodes because I am pretty much a new promoter of UPP (laughs) because I love it so much. And I'm just obsessed with the event. So anyway, Christy and I met at the ultimate product party and I said, you have to be in the podcast. And so here we are, and I'm excited about this episode. So grab your coffee, grab a huge glass of wine. It's going to be a good episode. Hello, Christy. I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Gary. I'm so glad that you asked me. I'm so glad that we got to meet up at Ultimate Product Party for us to connect and be able to do this. Yay. I know that was such a, I'm like, I can't wait to come back. I don't know if they're going to do another ultimate product party. So just for context, um, Christy and I were just at the ultimate product party creative conference. I think it was like three weeks ago. And I've talked about it on the podcast on last or on a recent episode. And it is a conference for product-based businesses. And she was photographing people and um, yeah. You got to stay at the cool Barbie house and yeah, that was fun. That was such a cool house. I know. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was such a fun event and yeah, super happy to have met you and chatted uh, at that really awesome restaurant we went to with like all that cool Instagram photographs. I'm still dreaming of that bruschetta, all those bruschettas that I had. I was like, oh, I know it was so pretty. I love restaurants that have like just pretty food. Yeah, it does matter. One of my friends is going there next month. And I was like, you have to go to this restaurant. Let me go find the name real quick. Here are the pictures that I took of it. It was beautiful. That's so cool. Well, I'm so happy to have you here because, and then we were chatting before, but for anyone listening, you guys know my obsession for product photography is very real. And I always say that I was 
probably was like a photographer in a past life because my obsession <laughs> with photography is really high, even though I'm not great at actually taking photos. So anyway, um, so I'm excited for today. And before we dive into all things product photography, do you want to just tell everyone a little bit about you and whatever yeah. you want to share about how you kind of got to where you are today? Okay, sure thing. So um, as we mentioned before, my name is Christy and I am a product and brand photographer. Um, I live in New Mexico and I have a husband. We've been married for almost 20 years and we have two oh. boys, 14 and 10. And um, we are just, you know, having a good old, good old time in New Mexico. But with my product clients, I have a lot of local clients, but also a lot of clients that send me things that live all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have a client that lives in Washington. Um, she is my sugar scrub client. Oh. And I have clients that live in New York and Connecticut. And um, I've had some in Florida, in California, in Utah. Um, kind of just name them all off the top of my head. Um, there's, there's been several and they send me stuff all the time. And then I just photograph all of this stuff in my office, in my studio. Um, I started photography as a wedding and portrait photographer, and I was a wedding photographer for 13 years. And wow. then it just got time to where I noticed I felt a shift in, um, me being more interested in doing brand and product photography. And where that started was first taking photos for the product part of it was taking photos of my food. I love to cook. I love to make mm -hmm. things pretty. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. I just made this lunch, but don't eat it yet. Let's go take a picture of it. And then an hour later I'm eating <laughs> my lunch because you have to take the photo. So I started taking photos of my food and that's really where product photography started for me was mm -hmm. food photography. A lot of my local clients are food based clients. Um, for, I have a coffee shop, I have a donut shop. Nice. Uh, it's so fun. Um, and then I have several different restaurants around town too. And the way I got those jobs was by posting photos on Instagram of my personal food that I would take. And then the word had just gotten around where it's like, Oh, you know, she does food photography. And I was advertising it myself just by simply putting on my website and on my Instagram and on Facebook that I was a product photographer. I took off being a wedding photographer and even portrait photographer mm -hmm. and I changed it. And I was like, okay, technically, technically I'm not a food photographer. Technically I'm not a product <laughs> photographer, but what the heck put it out there, change those little lines on, on your social media. And then now you are. Um, and I say that because sometimes when we want to make a change, we're like, oh, I, I can't do that. I, 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 that's not really what I am. I don't want to be misleading, but yeah. how are you going to do it unless you just change the name, put on your alter ego mm -hmm. and make it, uh, make it happen. You just make it happen. And so that's what I did. I switched from being a wedding photographer for 13 years, which I think doing that helped me out with doing detail shots, helped me with doing product work because you have to get in, you have to get those details. A lot of the things whenever I was shooting rings um, or programs or whatever in the wedding, I would use a 100 millimeter macro lens. And that's a lot of what I use for product photography. And that's just to get the textures, mm -hmm. to get those 
fine details of the textures, working as primarily what I do for as a product photographer is skincare and health and wellness. So um, I was mentioning Carrie earlier, that would include um, sugar scrubs and lotions and natural deodorants. All of the products that I even work for are natural, clean ingredients. There's no chemicals, mm-hmm. there's no harsh anything in these mm-hmm. products. And so having that 100 millimeter macro lens has been really helpful in getting those textures because you you want that whenever you see the product that you're using, when it's some type of a lotion or, or cream or scrub. And so doing all of that out of my home has been really nice. It's been really beneficial having kids home, you know, in the summer they're here and I can just be working in my office, come in and hang out or they get bored and they leave. And then I just keep shooting. And it's been a really nice way to just kind of, you know, continue being a photographer, but just being able to be home. And I love, I love that part of it. So um, I've been a photographer for like 16 years, I believe. I did get my degree wow. in photography from Texas Tech University. And it was kind of like a photojournalism degree. It was called photo communications. They don't even have that anymore, but um, it's, it's kind of like photojournalism. And when I did that, we developed black and white film. That was so much fun. Um, And that's really where photography started for me. That's where the interest of it started for me was Mm -hmm. being able to develop my own film, develop my own photographs. And then when digital photography came about and was really popular, I switched and, and did that. I wish, you know, every now and then I'm like, I want to get out my film camera, but um, primarily just shooting digital is, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where it started, you know, in college, um, actually probably in high school, my parents gave me my first film camera and then soon after going to college and getting my degree in photography. And it's just, you know, not to, not to be silly, but it was, it was like, it was magical. It was kind of magical just getting to do all those things. And yeah, um, it's been really fun. And I've also taught um, at our community college in my town for the last, I think it was been eight years. I just finished this year and um, I would teach basic photography how to use your, your digital single lens reflex camera. And so I also love teaching. I love teaching people how to use their camera, how to use their, their phone, their smartphone on how they can take photos. That's also a passion of mine too. So. Oh, that's amazing. I love, I feel like there's like so many things to unpack. Um, I love that you were talking about th- that you used to develop the black and white film. That's where I started to like photography too. In high school, I took cool a photography class. And I think I took two, actually two or three, but you know, they had us in the little dark room developing photos and we would go into Boston. We would like all pack on a bus, go into Boston and then walk around specific parts of the city taking photos. And I feel like I still have, yeah, it was really cool. And there's like one photo that it was like probably one of my really I don't even know how good it was really, but I think it was cute. It was like this. I'm sure it was amazing. 
this little kid in the Boston commons where they have, they have like these, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. They have like these little ducks. It's it's, and I'm blanking on what it's called. I've literally lived in Boston forever and I can't remember the damn name, some kind of duck and it's in the Boston common, but there was like this little kid. And I think I took a picture of her from either the side or from the back, but it's like a really beautiful picture. And I feel like when I developed it, it, that, that moment is when I was like, photography is like this special thing. And I have, I don't know, I'm not a photographer. I think at one point I think I wanted to be one, but then that didn't happen, but I've just always loved (laughs) photography. So I definitely appreciate just other photographers, like stories. I don't know why I just said other photographers. Like I'm a photographer. Um, yeah, nice to hear your story. No, I wish I was, I, you know, and I've taken other classes to learn how to use like a a camera nowadays, but I, you take the course and it's like, Oh, open this lens for this and light and aperture and this. And I'm like, Oh, I can't forget it. Forget it. And I even bought a camera for YouTube last year. And with that, it was like, I cannot figure out how to do this. I made, (laughs) I made two videos with my real camera they took me like an hour and a half each and I was like, F it. I'm using my iPhone. So I bought, I upgraded my iPhone to like the newest one last year Yeah, and started doing YouTube with my phone. And it was like, I mean, oh, five minutes later, I have my first, like I did my video. So it's pretty convenient. The, the way the smartphones are, yes. it's pretty convenient. Yeah. For videos, for sure. For sure. Yes. Which is like a YouTube is like a whole other conversation, but I just had to share because I was like, God, the can't like knowing how to use a camera is not easy. There's a lot and... of technical things in there, and I get a lot of students that will come in like, Oh yeah, I know what I'm doing, and they're like, and I'm no. like, Okay, cool, cool, cool. They know what they're doing. No, you and don't. They're like, What's this? What does that mean? I'm like, Yeah, okay, okay. So let's get real. You maybe you didn't. Tell me, you know, maybe you didn't know as much as you thought, but let that's okay. Yeah. Let's, let's get to learning. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. And I remember it being so confusing when I first learned. I was like, tell me 50 times. Yeah. And then I'll get it. It's, yeah, it's really, really hard. But obviously, you have figured it out because now your photos are amazing. <laughs> um, if you, and we'll drop like all of your social media handles and your website in the show notes. But um, you know, I've definitely looked through your Instagram and your website and your photos are amazing. So, and all right, we'll come back to this later. Let's kind of dive into just a few things. So you, I know that during the UPP, the ultimate product party, you are teaching people how to do flat lays with their mm-hmm. phone, which I love flat lays. So let's kind of, I would love to just kind of start talking about that because I know for, Anyone listening, you know, the audience is, they're all product businesses, e-commerce, Etsy, blah, blah, blah. Um, Flat lays are not so easy to take. Like Mm I, when I had my product business, I, I literally would like go to Michael's or Joanne Fabrics, like the craft stores. And I Mm -hmm. had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, okay, I want like a really nice background. So I'd go and I would buy like colored poster boards. Yeah. Put those outside. So this is when we lived in California. I would put them outside of the house in California. I would put one against the garage, one in the ground, and I would put my little products there. 
the photos looked like shit. I mean, they were not good. <laughs> and thank God for things like Photoshop where you can go in and like brighten up the photos and mm. kind of work with a bad photo just a little bit, but they are not easy. And even today, all these years later, six and a half years later, um, if I try to do a flat lay, it still like doesn't always come out good. <laughs> So, so I feel like, flat lays. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like what I have come to learn mm-hmm. when I do a flat lay with my phone mm-hmm. and it's not doing what I want, what I've realized is, you know, on your phone and depending on what phone you have, putting it to where it's like at, like I'm dialing mine right now where you can, let's see if you can see that. Probably not, but at least. If you put it at 2x, so it's roughly at 2x. It's not quite there because I couldn't see. But if you put it at 2x on your phone, that's going to get you, or if you get closer. So this is zooming if you're using, if you're changing it to 2x, or you can get closer to your subject. Um, So when you say say 2x, oh, sorry. When you Mm -hmm. say 2x, do you mean like, so you open up your uh, iPhone and you go to photo mm-hmm. and then above photo, there's like those three little dots. Is that down right here? Just down here when you're okay. in photo. So not in portrait, but in photo. Okay. So you can- portrait too, because portrait's mm-hmm. a great one. Um, but just in photo. And if they're not there, which I think they're usually there, but if you just, yeah, if you even just swipe, like if you touch that, um, mm-hmm button and then you can dial and you're zooming in and then you're zooming out. So wait, oh my God, how did you get to the dial? (laughs) Okay, look, look right here. So you can touch one of these guys and then when you touch them, it pops up this little thing. Oh my God. Yeah. And then that's how you can put it on 2X. So you can put it on two is basically what you're doing. You're zooming it in two times. Oh my gosh. So now it's on two. So when you're doing that, you're making it more like a 50 millimeter lens, for example, oh. a 50 millimeter lens is more ideal of what your eyes can see, what a human eye can see. And it's also, um, just a real flattering look, mm-hmm. whether you're doing portraits or you're doing, um, products at a five X, for example, or 0.5, I think is what it is. And even at a one X. Some things may look a little more elongated. They may um, exaggerate certain features. It, again, if you're in, you're doing portraits, if any like hands are in there, you know, fingers are going to look a little longer. Noses are going to look a little longer. Ears okay. are going to look a little wider. That's what it, that's what a wide angle lens does. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in one X, it's not technically wide, but it can still distort the top and bottom of your photo. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it look, kind of funky. So one, when you're doing a flat lay, it has to be, it has to do with how your camera is viewing the object. And then two, how you're composing your objects, Mm -hmm. how you're putting them together, how you're making them be cohesive and make them look like you didn't just, okay, drop, 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 drop. That looks cool. I guess. I don't know. You know, if you can make them composed well and styled well, mm-hmm. then that can also help make your, it can help beef up your photograph. So adding in textures is one mm-hmm. way that you can do that too. Okay. Um, 
by either adding in like, you know, let's talk, let's talk about skincare type stuff. So say I have a skincare product and maybe I want to make it look like I'm on the beach. So a couple things I can do is one, I do have a vinyl that shows sand. So I don't actually have to bring in sand if I don't want to and make a big mess. Or I, you can go to a hardware store and you can buy the play sand, which is what you would put in your um, sandbox for kids. And I've done that before too, outside of course, because inside, oh my gosh, that would just be a mess. So I can do one of those two things. So that those are some texture ideas. Maybe you don't want to go that crazy and get into doing that. But if you want to find, like you were saying, going to the craft store, you know, they have those scrapbook papers that are yep. like the, the squares, like the 10 by 10s. Yep. There is possibly a sand look on there, oh, like a picture of sand okay. that's on there. And Interesting. Use that. that can be another way of using texture. So that would be your first texture. Then you could yeah. add a stone or you could add a towel or you could add um, like a, some type of a cloth, some type of a cloth that has a pretty look or the colors that you're going for. And then you can add your product on top and then just take a flat lay, get in close, getting close to it, come Mm -hmm. up a little bit higher above it. Um, taking it from several different angles, even not in a flat lay look 45 degree angle, 90 degree angle, um, trying all of those different things. And then again, that's where it comes in, where you want to try and do the two X on your phone so that you don't have those elongated features. And so you can just get a little closer, or I sometimes say a little closer. Like I use, whenever I shoot portraits, Mm -hmm. I usually keep my 50 millimeter lens on there. And that doesn't allow me to zoom at all. It's a fixed lens. And so I'm just one thing. So if I want to get closer to someone Mm-hmm. I, I get a little intimate I get a little closer. So it, I call it like my intimate lens. Like I'm getting closer to them by walking myself closer to them. And so that's how it would be for your product photos, even with your smartphone. And this goes, you know, th- this goes, these tips for your phone go also for Android. So if you have an Android, there is, it's going to look a little different, but right. you can, you can zoom in as well. And again, it also depends on which phone you have. If you don't have a phone that zooms in, I would highly recommend walking yourself closer, taking your phone closer to your subject rather than zooming in only because phones later, yeah, phones earlier than maybe um, an iPhone 11, they don't actually have the quality to zoom in and it Mm -hmm. still have good, a a good picture. So um, I would like whenever I, I used to teach my iPhone class, I mean, forever on my iPhone 6S phone. Mm. It was not fancy. And by that time, there were already iPhone 10s out. So I was like way, way behind the time. But I was still able to do great photos just by doing these few little tips. Um, So, yeah. I love that. And so with the product, because I feel like with the flat lay, I... um, in my head, I'm thinking of some really good ones. And I'm also thinking of ones that look really bad um, <laughs> with a flat lay. Like I have two questions, like what's the ideal combination of product? Mm-hmm. So if you're a shooting a skincare brand, I feel like flat lays work really, really well with obviously clothing brands. In my head, those are like 
the best flat lay things you can do because you could have mm-hmm. like a t-shirt and then you could have like a hat peeking out of the corner or you could have right. like earrings. But for a skincare brand, like what's the optimal combination of product versus props? So usually and you want to have, yeah, usually. So I feel like textures maybe don't fall into play unless that's uh, what I'm about to say, unless maybe you do have like a stone and then that would be, I guess that could be your, one of your props. Um, but usually you want to work in odd numbers. You want to work in groups of either three, five, seven, nine. Um, but that being said too, you know, you want your product to be your main focus. Um, right. and, and what's really great, like, let's say one of your products has, um, oranges in it. So if you have several variations of a cut orange, you can have a whole orange, you can have a half an orange, you can have a wedge, you can have a slice. Um, you mm-hmm. can even have like a, a fancy, like little, um, spiral. You can, the way you can cut it is you can make it just oh, okay. Like the peel, cut the little, the rind and then kind of spiral it. So okay. there's several different ways that you can even make it simple without being over cluttered okay. by still using the design aspect of groups of odd numbers. Okay. And I would say, I'm trying to think, I would say that I'm looking back at some photos I've done to tell you like, what, what have I done? So sometimes, yeah the product itself is going to be included in one of those odd numbers. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at one that I did for a company called Fatco. They have, they have several different things. And so the one that I'm looking at is their, their lip balm, which is called a fat stick. Um, mm-hmm. We use several different ingredients for, they wanted to showcase all five of their fat sticks. And so each one of their fat sticks has different ingredients in them. Um, lavender, orange, honey, coffee bean, and peppermint. And we actually mm-hmm. laid them all in there together. And at that time, I'm not necessarily thinking of groups of odd numbers. I'm just thinking of how can I make this look cohesive, not over cluttered, mm-hmm. um, while still keeping the product the main focus. And that is just where sometimes you kind of have to like get a feel for it, put something down. If it works cool. If not, you know, take it back off. Um, and there's a lot of tweaking going on sometimes when you do have multiple yeah. props in there, but ideally doing, um, working in, in odd numbers is the best way to start. Okay. And then, um, sometimes, you know, even if you're just doing one object, having some negative space that would be like putting one object off to the bottom right corner and then the rest of your photo has nothing in it and that's that's your negative space and that's that's simple that's eye-catching that's um there's nothing crazy to it so so it doesn't always have to be a complicated look or an overly filled frame yeah. Keeping things simple with one product and only the product and no other props is, is a great way to go too. 
And as you're talking, I'm like literally looking through your Instagram at all of your beautiful examples that you have. And I'll have to link some of these in the show notes so people can actually like look at what, because it's sometimes it's hard to explain like how to place something on a background without physically seeing what it looks like. So I will link some of your Instagram posts because I think what you're saying is shown perfectly through a lot of your um, photos or better yet your reels where you actually show yourself like photographing Mm -hmm. the stuff. Um, But like, I see one with like, there's like sunglasses, a hat, um, three photographs. This is a, I think it's one of your posts about presets, but it's a really, really good flat lay. And like, there's just so many good ones. There's one with like, um, like a food platter and like almost like a wine glass and the Fatco lavender um, body soap, where you have like mm-hmm. the three squares of soap, and then you have like the different ingredient. Like I think, I think, I believe that's lavender, like little lavender yeah. leaves. Like I love that. Yeah. That is such a yeah. It's like such a beautiful photo, but it's like very creative. Like with the three bar, like it's like one bar at the top, and then in the middle, and then at the bottom, and then in between. It's almost like a checkers. Yes. And so exactly. each it's like a little checkered pattern with yeah. the bar soaps and then with the ingredients. I love it. Yeah. These are really, really good. So I'll make sure I link all these. So as you're listening, if you can like look in the show notes and you can click on the different um, links and you can see sort of like what we're talking about here. This is a little bit better probably for YouTube, but it's okay. We can, <laughs> we can uh, talk about <laughs> photography. Um, and I also really like your photograph of the tea tree deodorant it's like the three deodorant bars oh yeah but it has like the coloring is really nice and then it has like a really nice shadow with it oh i really good i love shadows yeah so sometimes i teach people about how to reduce shadows Mm -hmm. but which is kind of funny because sometimes people don't want shadows but i love hard contrasting shadows um, yeah, I, this, this is taken with a studio light to mimic okay. the sun. I could easily oh, wow. take this outside, put my background that I'm putting, that I have this on, mm-hmm. put it outside. The sun's really bright outside right now. I could lay those down and I could get the exact same look with the sun. So if you want okay. to create hard shadows, put it out in the bright sun, make sure your shadow isn't in your photo. Yeah. Um, and then take the, take the picture, but this photo is taken with my studio lights and that okay. the way I've set it up is to specifically mimic the sun. Yeah. So I like that. I, I love those. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. And then I just have like another question. Cause I know, like I was talking about when I had my product business, I was very scrappy. I did work with a photographer twice. Well, two photographers, sorry. Um, but the first photographer took like my launch stuff and it was literally the best investment that I made in my business. I mean, I have videos and pictures of what, I, when I tried to do my own product photography, like I'll just give you a quick example. Cause it's kind of funny. Um, and I'm very much okay with like making fun of myself because we all start <laughs> like no one skips day one. We all start from somewhere. Um, I, so my first business was a, it was a, uh, high end dog subscription box. And then I also had like an e-commerce store where I sold pet products and I, (laughs) so in my subscription box, my unique differentiator was that we were going to put dog bandanas and bow ties in the box. 
along with like treats and toys and stuff. So I, I brought my dog, Asha, my little beautiful black lab mix. And we went to, so this is when we lived in California and we had a field behind our house. So we took Asha out into this green grass, sat her down with her little bow tie and took photos with my camera. Like I had a real camera too, but like they were so bad. And I posted this, I posted the photo on my first landing page and it was like, you know, the, I forget what it, the landing page said, but it was basically like, oh, we're launching this new product. Join our email list and get like 10% off your first order or something. And like, I posted this in a Facebook group, the only Facebook group I was ever in. Um, I posted this landing page with my horrible photo and <laughs> someone was like, <laughs> They were basically like the only person who will buy your product is your mom. Like, this is terrible. Your photo (laughs) is terrible. Everything about what you have here is terrible. And I probably cried. And then I was like, fine, shit. He's right. Like, this is terrible. Um, But what was terrible, unfortunately, was my was my photo. Um, I had, you know, my beautiful, beloved black lab. But, you know, with the bat, with not the right lighting and editing, a, a black dog in a photo, it it did not look good. It was like dark, and the bow tie was also like black and white. It was just it didn't look good at all. I also didn't really know how to edit photos at that point, and yeah. So the moral of the story is your photos really matter, and they invest, really do matter. Investing really matter. in a photographer who knows what they're doing, <laughs> and then so then I hire this photographer. I found him on Craigslist. He was um, a photographer. He was quite young, but he was like, "I want to build my portfolio, so I'm looking to." I don't know. I forget what he said. So I ended up paying him like, I think $300. And he did, we went to Newport beach in California with my beautiful dog and all of our boxes and products. And he took the most beautiful, perfect photos that I could ever have imagined. And that's so awesome. Oh my God. They were beautiful, beautiful, like worth every penny that I had paid. I mean, he deserved to be paid way more than what I paid him, but yes. And then I launched my business and I had beautiful product photography, beautiful brand. Like I'm all about lifestyle photos. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I know that you have to have like the white backgrounds for your website. I mean, you don't have to, but I'm all about lifestyle. So like we had my dog at the beach with the boxes and like showing her in action. It was just, it was amazing. It sounds awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. So my DIY photos were not good. And that is that. <laughs> um, I forget. So these are lessons that you learned. You know, they're, they're good lessons to learn for sure. Yes. And then after that, then I found another photographer because that guy ended up moving. So I had to find another photographer mm-hmm. and he was also amazing. And like we did lifestyle photo shoots. And then we did like a couple times just in his, his house, he had like a little kind of backdrop area and he did like some of the, you know, white backgrounds and things, but he was also amazing. And like, I don't know how I found all these really affordable photographers, but they were so talented. And like, anytime I tried to do my own DIY stuff, it was a disaster, like total disaster. Um, but I wanted to ask you, I think I went on a total tangent. Um, what I meant to ask you, what I meant to ask you was 20 minutes later, after I talk about my bad photography skills, um, the backdrops. So I know 
like I went to my goals and I took the scrappy route of buying like a $2 mm-hmm. foam board, which for me worked. It worked okay. Like I got the job done. Yeah. Um, I know have since then I have used things like replica surfaces. Um, mm-hmm. I literally in my office right now, I have a, I don't know how big it is. It's huge. It's like probably 40 inches wide and long. Um, of a cement, not a cement block, a, um, a porcelain tile Oh yeah, that I yeah. bought from a tile shop because <clears throat> yeah. we were looking at flooring and I was like, oh, I'm going to buy that. Cause I'm, Those I started like, I started like a mock-up photography for t-shirts thing this past year and I launched it. And then I never, I literally never once have talked about it. So I'm not sure what I'm doing with that little thing, Um, but I bought this huge tile and I took some mock-ups on that just for like trial, but I was like, this thing works awesome. And it was like $4 replica services is very, I mean, it's not that expensive, but it is for people who are like, I'm a new business. I'm not making money. Can I really drop a hundred or $150 on a backdrop? So like, what do you recommend for people? Because a lot of listeners are like newer scrappy business owners and like they may not be able to afford a replica. So for context, replica service is like, um, it's like a, what is it made out of? Is it vinyl or plastic? It's square. It's not vinyl. It is a hard, um, I have some too. Yeah. It's a hard surface. So you can make one be a background and one be um, your bottom. bottom. Yeah. And then they have like these little L brackets that you can slide those Mm -hmm. pieces into and they stay nice and sturdy, which that is a plus. That is a plus. Um, I do like that, but I, I feel like, I feel like with a lot of different product props, um, you grow to like what you like. Yeah. And so I, I did get those actually a friend was not using them anymore and he was selling them for half the price that he bought them for. And I was like, oh, nice. I'll take them. Yeah. And I used them for a good first year that once, whenever I got them, mm-hmm. but then I really like the vinyl. Um, I really like the vinyl ones. I have a little more room to move around with them the only difference is is that they are not a hard surface so you do have to kind of um Mm -hmm. you have to figure out what you want to do with that like for example behind me you can see there is one that is held up with clamps onto a backdrop um and there's another one that's that's right here so okay that's so i don't necessarily need a um, a hard surface, but if I wanted to lean something up against it, yeah. then I, I would need to move that up against a wall or something. I would need something to have to be sturdy behind it. Um, sometimes I've even used like, a. I'll show you, I have this, this one is my super scrappy one that I have taped together. This is <laughs> foam board. You guys, there is nothing fancy about this. I that love it. The dollar store. I know foam boards are like the like, best things ever. They really are. I use that for really like are. three years. You do not, you do not have to have a extremely expensive thing mm-hmm. to be your background. Like I'm just now doing a lot love of it. the vinyl stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more I see that's out there, I'm like, Ooh, that looks awesome. I'm addicted. <laughs> I, I need that background. 
Yeah. Um, I just got some new ones in and from a company I've never used before, but I am a big fan. Um, Everyday Co is is the one that I got them from. But like every, okay. every so like you you can go and buy these vinyl options. Club backdrops, I feel like have some really affordable ones if you do want to try a vinyl backdrop. But if you're like, I just want to go to town, I just want to go into town and find something that's at my craft store, then mm-hmm. here's what you need to do. Exactly what Carrie said. You <laughs> need to go and find the poster boards, not your poster boards that you would do your kids' science projects with or yeah. you know, star of the week type things where they're all neon colors, but go to the back where they have poster boards that are cardstock boards or mm-hmm. cardstock posters. And then there is a variety of muted colors, bright colors, um, jewel tones, pastels, all different, beautiful colors. And I actually use a lot of those too. The downfall of those is if you are working with something that has um, any kind of a liquid to it and you get it on the poster board, you may only get like one or two uses out of it. But these poster boards are like two to three, maybe four dollars. So they're pretty expensive. Um, And then using the foam board that I was just showing you. Mm-hmm. The reason why I use that is to fill in my light. So let's say this is my foam board here. And then this is my product here. That foam board is helping bounce light oh. and giving me more illumination onto my product. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, when it's not there, you can see that there is this just kind of a, it's not so much of a shadow, but it is just a darker space. And okay. just to help with editing, I like to fill that in first while I'm actually photographing it versus coming in and trying to fix it and editing. So I'm trying to reduce the amount of editing that I have to do by setting up my photo appropriately and using that phone board is one of the ways I do it. The other, another thing I use is the science board, which already has those trifold on there. It's already, you know, you buy the science board um, for science fair and they've got that trifold and I like that one too, because it's a bit, it's bigger, it's taller and it's wider. Um, so I have that one too. And that's like $10. And I got that at Walmart. Um, a lot of, and contact paper. Whenever I first started, Mm -hmm. I would find contact paper. I like, it was a big thing to find the marble white and gray contact paper. And some will have more of like a green coloring to it. And some will have more of a blue coloring to it. You just kind of have to find the one that you like, but you can find contact paper and then take a foam board and then lay that contact paper onto your foam board. And now you have marble countertops for your product photos Aww. that cost, you know, less than $5. So those are some really yes. simple, easy ways. I was even at the dollar store yesterday for getting candy and they had some backdrop type things that they were like probably for like your kitchen backsplash for example they look like tile pieces and they're maybe like an eight by eight okay and but oh they had several different variations and I thought that that could be used like you could even apply that to a foam board if you wanted to have you know a bigger space Um, but those are some easy Mm -hmm. inexpensive affordable things that you can do and then 
some some easy, simple props that you can use are just different things that you have around the house. Um, if you have flowers that are, if you have rose bushes or if you have a magnolia tree or magnolia leaves, anything that you have around the house or outside, floral-wise, plant-wise, just get some little clippings if you have different herbs in your house. And, you know, the herbs always look beautiful with um with your props depending of course what your what your what your product is but you can just look around your house and see what you have and that is also a very inexpensive way of finding things again at the dollar store I found some ribbed I'm really I'm a big fan of ribbed glasses and I just I just I love the way they look they're really cool I use them one of my clients she um does a lot of we do a lot of different drinks for her product photos. She has spices oh, okay. and spices can go in the drinks. And so I went and found some more ribbed glasses and they're actually handle holders, but they're oh. big enough to look like they could be like a juice glass. And oh, they were a dollar twenty-five. And I bought some other <laughs> ribbed glasses for like $15 on Amazon. So $15 for one glass. Mm-hmm. versus a dollar 25 for one glass. You know, this isn't too bad, but this is pretty great. So yeah. Oh, that's so the good. inexpensive one. So yeah, really get scrappy. Look for things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be crazy expensive to make your photos look beautiful. No, I love that. And I always appreciate the scrappy route because I think so much mm-hmm. of, especially for like newer product-based people that aren't, they're not making a lot of money yet. You know, these like, you know, like we said, like, I forget how much replica services is, but you know, I think it's about a hundred or 120, maybe that Mm -hmm. feels like a lot of money to to people. And so to have Mm -hmm. sort of like cheap ways to do it, I think is, that's how I grew. I mean, that's what I did for my business the entire three years I had it. I mean, I was making money, but I was still like, I had this like mindset of like, I can't spend any, I mean, and I don't, and I don't, I don't encourage people to have that mindset. That was one of my mistakes was like not investing. Um, But, you know, having scrappy ways, I think is like the way to go, especially when you're, because I think you need to be able to, whether you work with a photographer or not, like you should be able to take a couple simple photos on your own Mm -hmm. and be happy with them, you know? So Um, can I just ask you one more question about, so for like backdrops and stuff. So for anyone listening, a backdrop could be really anything that your photo, that your product is taken on. So like the background or underneath. And so like replica service again is like one part of a square that stands up and you can put your product in front of it. And then underneath is like the bottom of the shot. But, um, in the back of you, you have like that vinyl piece that's hooked up. And so I have attempt, I'm going to use like air quotes. I have attempted to take, <laughs> again, like pretty much <laughs> I am not a good photographer, but I bought like backdrop paper from Amazon. It was pink and mm-hmm. I had just gotten a new puppy. This was in, well, he's four now. So I don't know, four years ago at some point. And I bought, I was taking photos for something and I was like, I'm going to get this like pink backdrop and I'm going to hang it in my living room. First, I tried it outside on my patio and it did not work. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to try it in my living room. And I put like my new puppy and the like dog products on there. 
And it was like such a hot mess. I got just crink like the paper crinkled up immediately or um, oh. it was taped to the wall and then it would like fall down. Um, what are some <laughs> okay. easy ways that people can use like backdrop yeah. paper and mm-hmm. still get results? So I was telling someone, um, <laughs> it may have been the other photographer, it may have been Vanessa, uh, the other photographer that was at Ultimate Product Party. I said product photographs are almost like taking newborn photos. Like I used to take so the newborn hard. photos yes. had to mold them and make them look all cute <laughs> and tight and, you know, all the, all the things it, I sweat. I was sweating so much as a newborn photographer. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> get them in those little positions and then they pop out. And so then you have yep. to do it all over. You're just like sweating <laughs> like crazy. And then you have to have the house at like 85 degrees. So you're sweating already. It's just like a lot of sweating going on. Product photography, it's very, it's very, very similar. Yeah, um, it's hard. Just the way that you need it, like you're saying. Yep. And then the thing falls off. Yep. Totally happened to me because I had taped a vinyl piece. Or yeah, I taped one of the vinyl pieces to my phone board. Mm-hmm. Still kept falling. And I'm like, fine. I'm just, and it was just like a little sliver where you could see the, the board. And I was like, fine, I will just edit it if I need to or whatever. I'm like so over it. I'm so over it. But this, what I use up here usually works really well. And when I'm on location, I am taking fewer things with me. I'm being very specific about what I'm taking. And so I don't actually bring this with me. I bring my science board that is like, it's probably, I'm trying to think, this is probably like, 30, it's probably a yard, maybe like a yard and a half tall. So it's nice, sturdy, and it's heavy. This foam board that I have is not heavy. Um, The science board is a little bit heavier. So I will actually just use tape. I do. I just use tape and I tape it up with just regular scotch tape and it stays on that board. There's no texture to it. Um, Like if I were to tape it to my wall, there's textures on my wall. So it probably wouldn't Mm -hmm. hold up as well. So putting tape with texture. And again, I just use regular scotch tape. Um, Now, if you're doing an animal that's moving around, that you might need something a little more sturdy. And so maybe Mm -hmm. using something like a backdrop to wear uh, a backdrop pole. And I buy these on Amazon. It comes in a kit where it has the two poles on the side and then the pole in the middle. And then it has the little clamps and it has a few other things that come with it too. I mm-hmm. uh, don't quote me on it, but I, but I guarantee you it's very inexpensive. It is lightweight. So you don't want to get cray cray with it. You know, it could eventually, you know, if you were, if you put something super heavy, like no one can hold from it. Don't try and do chin-ups on it. It's not going to work. You'll fall over, but it is sturdy enough to hold this. And it's even sturdy enough. The other one behind it, the brown one that you can see, that's oh, yeah. my full backdrop. Um, oh, and that okay. kind of, like it's a big, like there's a lot of that on there and it actually holds that too. Cause that one is the same as this one. Okay. Um, so the, so those I'll, I'll find the link for those two, because those backdrops where you can have the middle bar to put mm-hmm. the vinyl on it and then the bases for it to stay, those are really helpful. Those have saved me so many headaches and it's made me sweat less by having that little setup. I, I, really Oh, that's really so cool. Yeah. yeah. I like those. Those, I think, um, 
<clears throat> not exactly a flat lay, but you can do a flat lay with those. But those are good too if you want to shoot any kind of photos. So you just want that like fun background. Yeah. yeah. And then the way I do my flat lays, whenever I'm doing a flat lay, I do um I just I just have a simple table. And for anyone that is watching, oh, okay, this is the table. Like if there's nothing crazy about it, I even have a card, um, a card table. You 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 guys know what a card table is. I feel like is a card table what we call it these days, like where you know it's just a square table. And you can even use that. Like you don't need, you could take it to your kitchen. You can use your kitchen table, but this is one of the setups that I had. And I would just then take the stool that I'm sitting on currently and then just stand above it. I also, um, and that would be the easiest way of doing that. That would be, that'd be the absolute easiest way just standing on top of something and then shooting over it. Or you can put it on the ground, um, maybe in your doorway where you have a little more light that comes through. Um, and then you can shoot there too. That's if you don't have, um, window lighting, go to your, your entryway, go and open the door and light will pour in right there and shooting it in open shade is, is a nice way of doing that. And that's basically like the lighting that I have right now. And even the lighting that you have right now on you is Mm -hmm. open shade. You have the windows open but mm-hmm. there's no light that's shining hard on your face. It's just nice and soft and diffused. And that's a great way to do your lighting. Um, this lighting note is, it does have more cool tones to it. So if you don't want to have cool tones and you want to warm it up, then you can warm that up on your phone in editing. And you can do that with just the simple software that any phone has, um, or you can do that in Lightroom. I love editing through Lightroom. Um, I feel like that that is the easiest way for me specifically with my phone photos, but I also edit that way with my, um, big camera photos too. And then I have some presets that I use that I even personally use on, which is why I created them is because I use them all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to sell these, I'm going to sell these for, for your phone and iPhone, Android, they work for both. Um, but I use them and apply them all the time with my photos on desktop or. Yes. I'm looking on your website right now at the, so I'll link these in the show notes because, um, presets are the greatest things ever. So if you're listening and you're like, what the hell is a preset? It's, (laughs) I don't really know like the proper definition, but basically it is magic for your photos. If you have a photo that's like kind of dark or just kind of dull, you put, you put this like editing thing on it and it like makes it into a different shade of color. Again, mm-hmm. this is not like <clears throat> a photography definition of what a preset, but yeah. We'll I link like it below, say, but like, yeah. How do you describe it? I them? like to say a preset <laughs> is like a recipe. You know, whenever you're making cookies, your final product is your cookie, right? Um, mm-hmm. But in the mix of that, you have all of these other ingredients so that good. come in to help make that. And so that's what a preset is. You have all of these different ingredients. You have exposure, you have contrast, you have shadows, you have whites, you have blacks, you have um, saturation. You can even raise just one specific color. You can just raise the color or change the color. Um, and when I say raise, I'm talking about saturation part. Like you can decrease the color of the red or increase the color of the red or you can infuse, you can change the color of the red to more of a pink or more of an orange or in luminance, 
you can change the red to be a darker red or a lighter red. So it's really, really cool because all of those ingredients put together. Um, I mean, these are professional edits that I use all the time. And so you're getting a professional edit on your photo that you might be taking with your smartphone. And all of a sudden, now you have this nice pop of a photo. Now, the great thing too about presets is if you have your preset, you apply it and you know, you're like, oh, that's not looking so hot on my photo. Why does it look good on her photo, but not on my photo? A couple of things. One, you can change, you can adjust. So if you yeah. want to change the exposure, maybe it's too bright, lower your exposure, or maybe the yellows are too yellow. You can go into the color tab and bring the yellow down. But it also depends on what light setting you are in. Sometimes if you're taking a photo in bright light, then a few different presets might work better for that. Versus if you were taking a photo in darker light or more diffuse light, some of these presets may not work ideally for that. But what is great about them is that they come in, they give you a great base of a first step of professional edits, and then you can kind of go in there and do a little tweaking. Um, some of them, some anytime that I'm using them on my phone, I will, um, like some will work just like that. And I'm like, sweet, I didn't have to do anything. And then sometimes I do need to go in and make some adjustments. So that's yeah. just the other thing about presets. So don't, don't let me, you know, let you think that when you do a preset, it is one and done and you're, you're fine. And then that's it. And you can move on. It's not true. I know that that's the word out there that it's just one and done and you are set, but that's not always true. It is the case sometimes, but that's a very small percentage. You will have to go in and do a little bit of adjusting, um, but they are lifesavers and time savers. They're yeah. time savers. That's what they are. Yeah. They, they, and when I said they're like magic for your photos, it's because they make your photos look better and they make your photos, um, consistent. So when you have website or social media, having photos that have the same consistency in terms of how they look absolutely makes your feed look better, but also makes your website look better. And I think that's because I use, well, I don't anymore. I used to use presets when I had my product business because Mm -hmm. it gives that consistent feed. And when you go to someone's Instagram, for example, you know, you're like, oh, wow, their Instagram looks so beautiful. It's because they're using presets. So a preset just and makes you, it consistent. And like you're saying, for consistency, you <laughs> want to make sure that you're using the same ones. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're changing up every now and then, that's obviously no problem. No preset please is going to come out and be like, ooh, inconsistent. But, they, <laughs> but whenever you are showing your photos for your products, you want to <laughs> keep those pretty much the same, um, presets if, if possible, because you want to show consistency. Yes. Oh, I love it so much. I will link all of your, um, I'm like literally looking through all of your presets. I'm like, I need to buy these. Um, I will link them in the show notes. I know we are, um, over time, so I will try to wrap things up, tell everyone where they can find you, how they can connect with you. And then how do you like, how can you work with people? Yes. Okay. So first you can work find me you. on any social media platform, um, under Christy cross mm-hmm. photo and that's C R I S T Y cross C R O S S photo. Um, and then I love to work with, I mean, I love to work with products and I'm, 
I'm open to other things other than just skincare and wellness. Um, I know that I have made some recent friends that are candle uh, based companies oh. and I love their labels. I love the simplicity mm-hmm. of their labels and I like how eye catching they are. So I'm like, Ooh, hey, <laughs> I could, I could take your photos. Um, but if you are interested and you want to inquire about us working together um, and hire me as a product photographer, going to my website is the best place because I can keep track of everybody that way. Um, I can keep track of our emails. And then I love to do a Zoom call and get to meet you and get to know you and see what your needs are. And being able to talk to you face-to-face is just kind of the best way to do that. So um, yeah, inquire through my website at christycross.com. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Christy. So much fun. And um, yeah, so nice to hear a little bit more about how to do flat lays from you because they are, it's like a little science, but with the right instruction, like you shared today, I think people can definitely um, take better flat lays than I used to take when I had my business. (laughs) And I have some um, reels or videos Mm -hmm. in my Instagram that are helpful that specifically talk about flat lays too. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. And um, I'll probably have to have you come back on at some point in the future to deep dive into some other, maybe like presets. Cause I feel like presets, like we didn't have enough time to talk about presets, but that's like such an important part of how you take your now flat lay photograph and make it look better. So yes, part two, you're giving me some ideas for more reels. I need to, I need to do something specifically with, um, flat lay straight into editing. They are a combo that need to be together for sure. Totally. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Christy. I appreciate all of your time. Thanks, Carrie. Such a good episode. Christy is so sweet, so talented. She's just amazing. So I hope you love this episode. If you can do a few things, one, make sure you're following her on, go head over to her Instagram. She has a really cool account and she also has a TikTok account. I'm not sure if I, um, I'm not sure if we talked about TikTok in this episode, but She does have a really cool account and she posts lots of cool videos. So be sure to follow her on uh, Instagram. And if you can take a few seconds and head over to Apple iTunes and leave a review five stars for good karma. Um, We literally do a happy dance every time someone leaves a good review on the podcast. And it also helps to push the podcast out to more people. So be sure you're subscribed and also please leave a five-star review. All right. Thank you so much, guys, and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys next week.